Well, everyone, welcome to the another episode of the Neil World Order podcast coming to you early morning. Um, it's 12.36 on Sunday. It is, I guess, apparently now the second day of fall. So, uh, big college football uh, day Saturday. My Tennessee Vols won. Uh, I can't say we looked that impressive. Uh, still the same old crap play at quarterback, even though, I mean, we beat Texas San Antonio, but we were supposed to. Um, Michigan looked good. Uh, Georgia looked good. Penn State looked good. Um, Ohio State uh, doing everyone a favor and beating Notre Dame uh, with, what, no time left on the clock as Notre Dame had 10 players on the field on defense in a bonehead move that, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know how that happens. And I guess the uh, biggest thing of the day was Oregon just shellacking Colorado and Coach Prime, 42-6, something like that. I, I believe that was the final score. You know, and here's the crazy thing about that. I think the Coach Prime, Dion, that's an awesome story at Colorado. I, I'm in awe of just the shade that everyone wanted to throw on him at face, on you know, on social media, especially I saw a lot of it on Facebook, uh, that people just – taking the joy and and watching them lose and acting like, okay, nobody was picking Colorado to beat Oregon today. I'm not a huge Oregon fan. I think they're one of those pretender teams that even when they get to the college playoff, if there's four teams and Oregon's one of them, Oregon's that team you know is absolutely not, has any chance to win it. They never do. They get there and they get shellacked. But um, so, you know, they came out and they, they beat they beat the pants off. Colorado, and you know, I, I believe in his post game press conference, Dion said it was a old fashioned butt kicking, you know, and wasn't trying to take anything away from Oregon or whatever. And and like I said, there, you have two teams that are two different places right now. You know, Colorado's on the way up, Oregon is, you know, an established elite teams. But I also look at it from the aspect of I think in five years, Dion is going to have built a program, and whoever this guy is at Oregon will be replaced by whoever the next guy is, and this guy will be coaching at Texas, El Paso, or Coastal Carolina, or something like that, and he'll just be gone. But, um, yeah, I, I don't understand the hate for Dion. I know Dion's very outspoken. He, I mean, he was like that as a player. I think that's part of what endeared him to people. But he's always been the type of guy to back it up. You know, he didn't get into, he's never been a guy who's gotten in trouble and had issues off the field. Uh, you know, wasn't chasing women and blowing all his money or no substance abuse issues or this or that or whatever. And, um, you know, he took, Colorado won one game last year. They're 3-1 and one right now. And their only loss is to Oregon, who I believe was, Maybe the eighth-ranked team in the nation. Um, you know, Colorado had gotten up to, like, number 19 from a team that nobody was expecting anything. Okay, Colorado was number 10. Um, but, you know, and, and everyone just seems to be celebrating it. You know, like, everyone seemed like so many people were Oregon fans today. And I assume we'll get the same crap uh, next week when I believe Colorado plays... USC next week, 
I could be, yeah. And so you're who USC is having their hands full with the Arizona State right now in the fourth quarter. But um, I, I don't understand it, you know. Like I said, I think everything Dion's doing is good for college football. I'd hate to have to be a coach and have to recruit against him, you know. And I, I think time will tell, I mean. If we the fact that every everyone's rooting against him and this and that in in my my eyes proves he's already won, you know it, he's living rent free in so many heads right now and it's just silly and I don't understand I, like I said I don't understand any of it, but um, you know people just like to hate, you know there's haters everywhere haters, people hate things just to hate things it's. It's it's whatever it is. But anyways, um, Packers have the Saints at home tomorrow. Noon game, uh, Lambeau opener. A bunch of injuries still for the Packers. I don't know what to make of it. I, I honestly expect the Saints to kick the shit out of them. But, uh, you know, who knows? I could be wrong. I mean, that would be a very Packer thing to lose to Atlanta and then beat the crap out of the Saints. But... Like I said, it's the NFL, you know. It's so hard to predict. It's so hard to figure out, I think, from week to week each Sunday. There's so much parity in the league that anything really is possible. But um, so kind of a cool thing, you know, to think about. uh, Well, in the midst, I guess, of being here and not being here over the past month, I kind of missed the uh, anniversary of kind of completing our third year of doing uh, the podcast. And it's kind of crazy to think that we're, we're starting our fourth year. And I got, I got, you know, I always say we, because without anyone listening, this would just be me spewing random thoughts, opinions, and useless information kind of out into the universe. And I'm sure some days, maybe that's all it is, you know. Um, honestly, though, you know, I'm still here. And while last year was the least amount of episodes that I've done, I guess, in a season or whatever, I think it saved you guys from having to sit through too many stinkers. At least, I hope so. Maybe not. You know, I had every intention last week of doing an episode. Um, I got sick. I don't think it was COVID. But I had a cold. It it kicked my ass well into this week. Um, I probably still sound a little congested. But it it, uh, it really kind of reached its apex over the weekend last weekend, and just kind of <clears throat> just kind of took me out, and I wasn't really in a place to get on here and just blah 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 blah, you know, or whatever. But um, you know, each season, I guess, you know, each every time a year goes by, I try to think of what I want to do, and um, you know, once again this year, I want to do as many episodes as my mind and life kind of allows, and I think. I've kind of made a, a promise to myself from, you know, I want to make the commitment to finally go out, branch out and kind of do the things I've been wanting to do. You know, I, I feel like I've, I've said this so many times that I never do it, but have more guests, trying to keep things fresh, make this more about people and life. And, you know, I know I've talked about this before, but kind of combining the bourbon sessions into, you know, this flagship show and kind of seeing how all that plays out. And it just becomes like, a conversation about life with some people, you know, and maybe some topics or whatever. Um, 
people sharing their stories or whatever. And, and I think a big part of that, and it sounds stupid, like it's going to sound really stupid saying this out loud, is it, it takes me being less possessive of the show. And I, I think in the past, I've kind of been protective to an extent, which, which, which it's silly, you know, it, it's kind of dumb. Because, one, I think the content's always been better when there's more than just me on here. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of content that I put out there that was just booty anyways, you know. And I'm quite sure that there'll probably be some future content that may suck as well. But at least I'm honest, right? You know, what more could you ask for? But, you know, I guess I'll keep trying to do my best. And, I mean, I lasted longer than my boy Aaron Rodgers this season, right? With the Jets, I realized, you know, I hadn't even talked about that. And, man, you know, I, like I said, I know we're a few weeks removed from that, but that was brutal. Um, you know, talk about watching the life get sucked out of a football team and maybe out of the NFL there for a few minutes. Um, I feel like... Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, they kind of built this story. And we were all, I mean, I was all in on it. I was excited to see what he did. I was rooting for him. Uh, you know, they were they had hard knocks and all the stuff all off season, And then, bang, four plays into the season, and it's over. You know, and on, tough, and on top of it being an injury, that's a tough injury. Um, having had an Achilles injury myself... Yeah, I can tell you right now, the rehab on that shit sucks. Just to, just to get back to normal. And I'm not talking about pro athlete level running around, you know, from 300-pound linemen running fast, throwing a football 60 yards. I'm talking just the walking, doing stairs without pain, just everyday normal shit. You know, that was hard. So to take it to, like, a way higher level than that, you know... And let's be real, he's not young. You know, your body doesn't heal as well after 30. We all know that. You know, and, and I, I I, really, really hope that this isn't the end for Aaron Rodgers. One, because it's a fucking terrible end. It, it really is. It's a shit ending to a, a great generational player. You know, and what I thought was going to be a great story. But I want to see more. You know, I want to... You know, I... I trust him. I, I feel like if anyone's going to come back from this, it's him. But, you know, you don't, your, bo- your body, your mind says one thing, your body can tell you another thing. And if your body's done, it's done. I feel like it's one of those things where only time's going to tell. You know, he made a comment the other day that, you know, he'd be, he'd do his best to even try to be back for the playoff. I, I don't see how that's feasible but you know what do i know i mean the model, the marvels of modern medicine and you know I, I know aaron tries a lot of different outside the box things as far as his process and rehab and taking care of his body so maybe there's some things out there we haven't heard about or don't know about um i'll be listening to the pat mcafee show quite often to kind of hear updates from him. He's a guest on there uh, very frequently. And, you know, he'll keep us posted on stuff like that. Personally, I feel like he'll be back, but, you know, it's one of those things we're never going to know till we know, and it's just a waiting game, you know. And 
I, I get, you know, it's, it, I was really bummed, you know, that was kind of like, whoa, but then like all things, you know, the ball just keeps rolling, the NFL moves on. I know they're talking now about the Jets possibly trading for Kirk Cousins, which would be wild. I know they, they've, I think they put sent feelers out to Tom Brady. How wild would that be? Tom Brady comes in with the Jets and takes over for where Rodgers was. You know, and that's football, you know. Back to the Packers. Uh, they're, I mean, I thought they'd be one and one right now. I just thought they would lose to the, lose to the Bears and beat the Falcons. And I know I've said on here before, you know, I was a Jordan Love cynic. Uh, I didn't ex- I didn't expect him to do as well as he did. Um, I do feel he, I felt like he performed very poorly last week in the fourth quarter against Atlanta. And Atlanta's a shitty team. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, but after two weeks right now, he leads the league in touchdowns and QB ratings. So um, I guess we'll see how it goes. You know, and that's without his number one receiver. Having played two weeks, probably not playing this week because Christian Watson's made of glass and we should have traded him for Jonathan Taylor when the Colts wanted him and that would have been huge for us. But uh, Aaron Jones will be back this week. I I don't think it'll make a difference because I think the Saints are going to just run us off the field. Um, And, you know, this team's only going to go where the defense goes and as long as we keep allowing this fucking Joe Barry guy to run our defense... And, and this guy's terrible. He shouldn't be coaching anywhere, but for whatever reason, we can't seem to get rid of him. Uh, I, I don't know, you know. We're actually going to go uh, see the Packers play the Rams on November 5th. We're excited to take uh, Bia to her first Lambo experience. She's a huge Packer fan. So it uh, should be that should be tons of fun. We're totally hoping the weather holds out and it doesn't get too cold uh you know it's only november 5th which is a little more than a month away crazy to think that next sunday is october 1st right that's just wow blows my mind but uh you know while we're talking about football missing jets uh i I assume everyone saw the story this week about the uh out of south carolina about the missing f-35b lightning jet um so if you didn't, there was this fighter jet that I believe they were in the midst of some test runs or maneuvers or whatever, and a pilot flying the F-35B Lightning II jet ejected himself around 2 p.m. or the ejection happened. He uh, landed in a residential backyard in Charleston, South Carolina. He was taken to a hospital, reported in stable condition. I believe he was released after a few hours. Uh, initially, uh, the jet was thought to be left on autopilot for reasons we've yet to hear or if they were they were released I haven't heard it yet however then they came back and said that was not true the plane was actually missing until the wreckage was found around 6 30 p.m which was almost like five hours outside of Williamsburg County which is about two hours from the base the jet had left from I believe in an interview yesterday I had heard a correspondent or someone with the base say that the pilot supposedly ejected due to weather issues, but I have no idea. Uh, This is, I knew one of the things that I was reading up on this is this jet actually has a feature, an auto eject. 
Uh, it's one of the few jets to have such a feature, which is kind of wild if you think about that ship malfunctions or whatever. But then you think about 140, we just lost a $140 million jet, you know, and that leaves a lot of unanswered questions, right? I mean, you would think it would. You know, one, what caused the ejection was a software malfunction, mechanical failure, uh, maybe pilot error, you know, I, possible weather issue, I guess now. You know, furthermore, now the military is kind of tasked with trying to figure out why the transponders then in the jet that the jet is equipped with failed to work and what also caused the jet to continue flying, you know, and if you really think about that, it's kind of crazy to think the military could just lose a $140 million fighter jet for five minutes, let alone almost five hours. You know, imagine this thing lands itself somewhere in Mexico and the cartel now has an F-35. I know that's hypothetical or whatever, but, uh, you know, as it was flying northeast at the time. But still, I'm just trying to paint a picture here. You know, we create these massive weapons and then have all this technology, but then, like, the most basic functions on them fail. It's kind of scary stuff, you know, and I'm sure they'll launch an investigation and we'll get some story or some report from some commission. And at the end of the day, none of us are really going to know the truth of what happened. <clears throat> but, yeah, the whole thing just seemed kind of fishy, so I don't know. It's worth looking into. You know, and I always, I always, I guess I always think about, um, like I do with any of these things, when I say, you know, we're never going to know the truth. I think of one of my all-time favorite lines from one of my all-time favorite shows, The X-Files. And maybe I'm dating myself with that, because there's probably a lot of people going, like, what are The X-Files? But the main character, Fox Mulder, played by David Duchovny, used to always say, the truth is out there. You know, and I think somewhere between what we're told and what we see and hear, that maybe it is, you know, the truth is out there somewhere. But I also <clears throat> think maybe there's instances where maybe people are trying to tell us things without telling us, you know, without being obvious, you know, whether it's subliminal, whether it's hints, you know, I don't know, like writing, you know, the writing on the wall, you know, like take music, for instance. I think there's so many instances in music or even film, art in general, <clears throat> where there are these these glances into the world that a lot of us see now. And uh, the other day I came across one such example. And, um, <clears throat> sorry, my, 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 I can't clear my throat. So we're going to try some 100 proof E.H. Taylor small batch. And that seemed to work a little bit. Um, I came across the song Californication by the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Title of this week's episode. Uh, released in 1999. You know, everyone knows the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, if you don't, you probably live under a rock. They're a band with an extensive list of hits. You know, they're kind of tied into the whole 90s grunge thing. Even though I really wouldn't put them in that category. But they kind of ascended during all that. And I'll be honest, I can't say they're one of my favorite bands or a band I even go to or listen to a lot or don't skip when some of their songs come on. But there is some of their stuff I, you know, I, I do enjoy. Well, this song came on my Apple Music the other day, and I'd heard a verse that 
I'd probably never paid attention to, even though I'd probably sung along with this song a thousand times. And the verse is, space may be the final frontier, but it's made in a Hollywood basement. You know, and I thought to myself, for the last 20 plus years that I've heard this song, I never thought about that lyric. And we all know my thoughts on space exploration and the idea that we actually went to the moon and all that. And to me, it's it's all Hollywood nonsense. And I know some people can't believe it when I say that, but based on things I've watched and read over the past 10 years or so, I personally just don't buy into the whole man on the moon thing, you know, and perhaps the Red Hot Chili Peppers do not either. <clears throat> you know, and I think from from even the opening lyrics, the whole song kind of tells a tale, you know, be it a dark one that sheds insight into the dark underbelly that is life in California or maybe even uh, America as a whole, you know, and it's kind of what they refer to as Californication. You know, in the opening line, it says, psychic spies from China try to steal your mind's elation. And I mean, that's pretty much the world we exist in now. And these guys were telling us that 20 years ago, you know, what were they giving us some insight into algorithms and AI and, you know, the fact that China wanted to steal and get all of our information? Or is it just like, was it just chance and a chance thing where creative genius just came true, you know? Um, Another lyric, the sun may rise in the east, at least it sets in a final location. Uh, You know, a lot of debate on this, is an argument for the flat earth theory that is honestly more widely believed than people would have you think that there is a huge number of people that you know and i'm torn you know i i i can't say i believe in the flat earth theory i can't say i don't believe in the flat earth theory i can't say i buy into the earth is a sphere um You know, it's kind of one of those things where I don't know. I feel like I don't, you know, some of the information that's out there I don't trust. You know, I feel like there's data to show some things that you're like, whoa. You know, okay, this could be true. You know, and then there's other things where you're like, "Eh, no. You know, and then it's, you know, a lot of it is we're told so, so many of these things from such a young age. And it just becomes repetition it's just beat into your head that you know some of these you don't even think to question it but i digress Uh, another lyric born and raised by those who praise control the population i mean were they singing about bill gates back then you know microsoft is everywhere in our lives that homes schools you know even before apple took off microsoft was everywhere you know, and then this lyric that everybody's been there, and I don't mean on vacation. I mean, they're telling us about Epstein Island. You know, is is everything I just told you, is it all coincidence? And you know, I hate that word, and I don't believe in those. But, you know, the words obviously come from some insight or maybe some shared experience the members of the band had 
as you know, they are native Californians, and the term Californication is reference to California's influence into other parts of the country and what it does to transplants who move there, how they, you know, people want the the experience of California and what they even call in the song, they say people dream of Californication, you know, and after thinking about this and listening to this song maybe about a hundred more times this week, and there's a ton of videos out there where people kind of give you their take and try to break it down and explain, you know, what they think the, each each verse means, the lyric, and depending on, I guess, the point in time when the video was made, you may get different theories, you know, whether they say it's just this seedy and dark side of California, while others say it's a subliminal insight into the horrors and lies that some of us, you know, believe are just out there in the world. Um, you know, it, it's hard to say. It's, you know, on top of all that, it, it's a great song, you know, more than anything. And ironically... This album, also titled California Cache, it would be the Red Hot Chili Peppers' biggest uh, commercial, success, commercial success and top-selling album. It sold over 16 million copies. And, I mean, I say ironic because the idea that there's this underlying tone spilling the demons of the machine and then it resonates with the masses, maybe even without, maybe, you know, for the longest time without most of them even really understanding what they're listening to. And I, I guess in a way, I find that super interesting. I mean, myself, you know, I'd like to think I'm a smart guy who hears things and listens to things. And, you know, I never thought anything of it. And like I said, you all know how much of a skeptic and cynic I am of all things. But, uh, you know, listen to the song. Uh, <clears throat> that's about as deep as I'm going to go into the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I, some people, that's their band, you know. I appreciate what they do. Like I said, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There are some amazing songs out there um, that they've put out over the last, I don't know, 30-plus years, maybe longer. But um, that's all I got this week for uh, first episode of season season four, fourth year, whatever we want to call it. Uh, thank you guys for joining me, as always, and uh, have a great weekend.